This is Joy Roland and you are listening to the It's Possible podcast. This is episode number 31, how to increase your savings rates by 10x. Welcome to the It's Possible podcast. This is a podcast that sparks the transformation of your money mindset, empowering you to pave the way for financial success and wealth creation. This is where we study what the wealthiest and most successful people do. Not only do we study these successful people, we implement what we learn so that we create the life we want and deserve. Hi there, my name is Joy Roland, your host. I created wealth from changing my money mindset. Yes, it's possible for you too. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or tea. This is going to be fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 31 of the It's Possible podcast. I'm so excited to be recording this episode today. Um, We are almost at the end of January. Can you believe it? Um, I want to check with you. How is your your year going so far? Did you set financial goals for the year? If so, are you on track? It's very important to always reflect and almost recalibrate so that you don't wait until the end of the year and then say, oh, I didn't reach my goals. Now is a good time to reflect and say, okay, am I on track to reach my goals? Today, I want to talk to you about how you can increase your savings rate. So we all know that in order to create wealth, one of the key skills you have to to have is how to save, right? How to save consistently. So like I always say, everybody knows what to do to build wealth, right? But not everyone is doing it. Everyone knows to build wealth, you need to spend less than you earn, save, and then invest. Whether you invest in businesses or real estate or in the financial markets, that's how you get your money to work for you. So the bedrock of all of this is you need to know how to save and you need to master the skill of saving. Now, First of all, um, I want you to understand that you are not flawed because many times when I talk to women, they kind of have this shame and guilt around how they behave around money. And I want you to understand that it's not your fault. All of us as human beings, our brains are designed to seek pleasure, run away from pain and conserve as much energy as possible. So this is what we call the motivational triad. So just three things that motivate your brain. Running away from pain, running towards pleasure, and conserving energy as much as possible. So if you've been doing something over and over and over, your brain is used to doing it that certain way. So this is how habits are so ingrained in our brain that it's very difficult to change. So if you've been managing your money a certain way, your brain is so used to that way that it doesn't want to change, right? And it's going to throw your feet if you try to change it. So the analogy I like to give is when you think of driving down the highway, the road is so paved, right? And everyone goes down the highway. Now, compare that to driving down a path that no one has ever traveled. So let's say you drive down a dirt road and there are many different 
um, ways you can drive down the dirt road. And then there's this particular road that is like, there's no road, right? For you to pass through, you have to create your own path. So which one would you prefer naturally? Obviously, you want to go on the highway, right? Because you can see the path in front of you. So that's how our brains are wired. Our brains will always go where, like, roads that are familiar, roads that it knows where it's going to lead to. So I like to, to say this first because you shouldn't beat yourself up, right? Your brain is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. However, we can leverage our prefrontal cortex, which is a part of our brain which has evolved. This is a part of our brain that distinguishes us from all other animals on earth. It's the executive part of our brain. We can use this brain to manage the primitive part to give us the results we want. Okay? That's where the hard work comes in. You have to be able to redirect your brain and say, well, I know you're used to doing something a certain way, but we're going to try a new way today. Okay, so that's how you use your executive part of your brain to manage the primitive part. Now, how can you start to save more? How can you become the woman that saves consistently? The first thing is awareness. You need to be aware of your current habits. Like, that's the, the, the basis. If you're not aware of your current saving habits, then you wouldn't know what to do to change it. So awareness is the first part. Number two is make a plan. So make a plan using the executive part of your brain. Decide and say, okay, this is how much I want to save every single month. And this is what I want to use the money for. You have to tell money what money should do. Because money only appears when there is a definite plan and purpose for that money. So decide ahead of time what you're going to use the, your additional savings for. So for example, let's say currently you save $500 per month and you feel like you can stretch yourself to save $3,000 per month, right? You need to give that extra 2005, you need to give that extra 2005 purpose. You need to say, okay, I'm saving towards a down payment for a rental property, for example. So decide ahead of time what you plan to use the additional savings for. Number three is for you to be honest with yourself. You need to be honest with yourself about your expenses. What do you spend money on? Now, I'm not a huge fan of rigid budgets because obviously if budgets worked, <laughs> everybody will be super savers, right? Most times budgets backfire because our brains feel like we are being trapped or we are being told what to do with money. I go the opposite way. I decide ahead of time what my purpose is for my money and then I align my behaviors to give me the results I'm looking for. So I'm not gonna, it's almost like dieting, right? If you're trying to lose weight and you're dieting, your brain is gonna kick back and it's gonna rebel. And all of those foods you restricted, restricted yourself from eating, you're gonna just eat them constantly. So that's exactly how it is with money as well. 
I don't believe in my experience. I haven't seen it work for my clients. Most people um, kick back against budgeting because, like I said, it makes you feel like you are being trapped or you're being restricted. But it's very good to be clear on your expenses. So maybe look, take an inventory the past three months, look at your bank statements and see what you've spent money on. This is to give you a very good idea where your money is going to. So if, for example, you have a mortgage, you have um, school fees you pay, all of those expenses that are mandatory, for example, paying for your water, your electricity, your gas, all of those expenses are mandatory. Now, I want you to look at expenses that are kind of wants. Like, what did you spend money on the last three months that you, thinking back now, you'll be like, oh, I really didn't need to, to pay that much for what I bought, right? So be very clear on what you spend money on. This will help you to stick to your plan. This will help you know, okay, what do I need to shave? What do I need to cut back on in order to meet my goals? Now, the next one is to consider automating your savings. So this is a strategy you can use if, let's say, historically, you struggled with saving and you feel like, okay, if I set up an additional savings account and automatically ask my bank on my payday to move X amount of dollars into my savings account so I don't see it in my checking account. That could be a very good strategy. Now, that might be a band-aid for the actual problem. I prefer, um, I, I would rather you solve the problem from the root instead of just doing, putting a band-aid on it. So fix your behaviors around money so that you begin to see results that align with the goals you're trying to achieve. Okay, another one is to get an accountability partner. So if, let's say you're not in a position to hire a coach or work with me at this point, you can find a friend that can keep you accountable with your savings goals. Now, one of the downsides to doing that is your friend might not be, um, might not have the tools to support you, right? Might not have the tools to keep you accountable to get positive results, right? So you don't need um, a tax master to like be on your case and say, oh, did you save the $3,000 you said you were going to save? No, it has to be in a loving and supportive way um, to help you get the results you need. Now, another thing I want to touch on is it could be your money mindset. Now, money mindset is a set of beliefs that we have around money. And most of this is formed from our childhood. So I want you to think back. What were your experiences as a child? Now, here's an example. If a woman struggles to save money, it could be that when she was growing up as a child, she had an experience where, um, let's say she had a piggy bank, right? And she was saving diligently in that piggy bank. And then one day, daddy comes and say, oh, can you borrow me, let's say, $100 from your piggy bank? I'm going to pay you back. But then you, you give him the money and the money never came back, right? So that's an experience that can inform your behaviors now. And how this will play out is you feel like money is not safe 
with you. You feel like if you don't spend your money, somebody's going to come take it from you. And when they take it from you, they're not going to give it back to you. So that's an example of how um, your childhood experience could affect your money mindset. And to change this, you need to create new beliefs. And this has to happen um, by doing intentional thought work. You have to start creating a new set of beliefs that would replace those old beliefs you have. Now, some of these beliefs can be subconscious because it's been embedded in your consciousness. So you need to intentionally um, try to change those thoughts. So let me summarize what I've just said. In order to be the woman that saves, first of all, you need to be aware of your current habits. You need to make a plan and set clear goals for the additional money you're going to save. Three, you need to be very honest with yourself about your expenses. Um, four, you need to consider automating your savings. And number five is to get an accountability partner. Trust me, this is doable. Like, I know you can do this. You can, you can be the woman who saves. Um, because when you learn this skill, you can actually teach your children and then you become even more very comfortable around money. You begin to, um, rewrite your money story. So money will no longer be something that you're afraid of or something you don't have a good relationship with. Money becomes a tool to help you reach your goals, which is exactly what money is. That's all I have for you, my friend. If you're not yet part of my Facebook group, you are definitely missing out. Come on over. I'm going to add the link in the show notes. Um, this is a group of women who are actively working on building wealth. And I am very active in the group as well. So come on over. I cannot wait to see you. Until the next episode, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day or morning, depending on the time of day or even night. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If this episode encouraged, inspired, or taught you something new, please do me a huge favor by leaving me a review. Just head on over to Apple Podcasts, find the show, go to the main page of the show, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and you'll see a section where you can write me a review. And lastly, come on over to my Facebook group where you get support as you build wealth. This is an exclusive group of high-achieving and ambitious women actively working on getting rich. Find the link to the group in the show notes. I hope to see you back here soon. God bless you.